0: Five, four, three. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is MRCC's Intermittent Podcast with Tyler. I'm the online campus pastor here, and?
1: I'm Brent, and I am the groups pastor and connections pastor here at MRCC.
0: So, it's Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. We just had church. We had all of our staff meetings and everything yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, church was awesome. Uh, pastor Darius spoke and uh, we joked in staff meeting that it got progressively worse. So if you were there for third service, I'm sorry. But yeah. first service was really good. Worship was awesome. We're super lucky to have Pastor Weston and everyone like that on our team.
1: Team was really, really solid. It was just a lot of fun. Good spirit of worship for sure.
0: The guy that did announcements. Oh, gosh. I don't know about him. <laughs>
1: uh, we won't talk about that. That'll no. be Another topic for another podcast. No.
0: Uh, so... Instead of going through like uh, Pastor Darius' message, we were like, hey, we're going to kind of talk about Sunday, which we just did. And then we're going to talk about the books that we're reading. So, Brent, kick us off. What are you reading right now besides the Bible?
1: I feel like I'm kind of cheating a little bit because right now I am not reading um, anything really uh, that has a lot of content to talk about. On the podcast, I've been reading a lot of like very practical, like you know, ministry books. But, uh, something for to share on the podcast that I have finished reading fairly recently is Pure Pleasure by Gary Thomas. And so I figured I would talk about that. Yeah, get it. Um, just because it's really good. And so, Pure Pleasure, um, is essentially a book discussing why we, uh, have these hang ups about certain pleasures that we experience in life. You know, obviously, there's a line between, you know, when a pleasure becomes out of control, when something is experienced in the wrong way, it is, you know, a, a um, it's incorrect. But God has put pleasures on this earth for us to experience in the right way. And when we do that, we experience. You know who he is so uh the book is just kind of really discussing that and getting into um some reasoning and some some insight as to why we behave the way we do and why a lot of times we can get trapped in a a space where we avoid pleasures because we are afraid of them rather than embracing them the way that god wants us to so i I wanted to start off by just sharing a, a few
0: what's a practical example of a pleasure that we're scared to enjoy
1: Well, I mean, I think that I will obviously us on staff being uh, separate because of the Assemblies of God, um, you know, uh, bylaws and conditions there, but alcohol, you know, that is definitely one that people in certain circumstances should probably avoid based off of their past experiences with it. I know that, um, you know, a, a lot of people have struggled with it heavily in the past and choose to avoid it because of those reasons. But for the for a person who doesn't have a particular, um, you know, isn't triggered by that at all, alcohol can be a point of contention in that, you know, it's it can be very prohibited and frowned upon by mm-hmm. the church as a whole, big C church, you know. Uh, every church has their own sort of way that they treat it within uh, their own mm-hmm. communication. But uh, as a whole, Christians tend to have a very prohibitive outlook on, on alcohol or you know, you get the, the opposite where it becomes a, a vice and it becomes sure. an addiction and, yeah. and all that. So, uh, actually, one of the things that I, one of the quotes that I highlighted when I was reading this book on the the chapter where it is really discussing, you know, alcohol and it goes into the health benefits of moderate drinking. It goes into you know all of the practicalities of it, but the spiritual, what it boils down to spiritually is that, you know, an absolute approach to alcohol in either direction is cultural. It's not a scriptural or spiritual thing. So an absolute stance of no alcohol is, you know, is good at all. That is not a scripturally based thing. That is a uh, completely spiritually or not spiritually. It's culturally based. So um, the quote that I highlighted that I really liked said such prohibitionist Christians squeeze all the joy out of life. Uh, an obscene effect because when you squeeze the joy out of life, you squeeze part of God out of life. Ooh, that's Which good. Which I was like, man, that's good because we can tend to restrict things that when we restrict, we are restricting part of God, or we are, we are restricting people from experiencing God in a way that maybe they could experience him better. And to go along with that, you know, earlier on in the book, it talks about um, C.S. Lewis and some of his work because. He wrote these novels, right? The Lion, mm-hmm. the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And um, we can get into this trap of thinking that, you know, we're worshiping. We, we obviously don't want to idolize a thing, mm-hmm. right? More than we idolize Jesus and put him. We want to put him first. But C.S. Lewis uh, once was contacted by a a fan of his books. And she was really concerned. She wrote... Uh, to c.s lewis and said i'm concerned that i am in love with the aslan uh, character from your books more than i'm in love with jesus Ooh. and c.s lewis wrote her back and responded and said um perhaps i could put forth the notion that the things you love about aslan are the most jesus things about aslan that's good Therefore what you love about this character in the book because C.S. Lewis wrote him this way What what she loved about the character in the book was the parts of him that were like Jesus Yeah, you know, we can get so bogged down in in thinking like oh, what if this thing is what if i'm experiencing pleasure in this thing? and, And i'm putting it, you know at a wrong place in my life And and I think that sometimes it's good for us to slow down and say what am I getting joy out of this? is this bringing me a healthy joy that is a, a joy that God wants me to experience because if that is the case then we are experiencing God. And I think that we can forget that too much. We can we can forget that when we are experiencing pleasures, we are experiencing God's heart and his joy for us and and what he wants for us. So that was one of the biggest things that stuck out reading this book to me was was definitely that point. And there's so I mean I had to read this entire book with a highlighter in my other hand yeah. just because there's so many so many parts where, you know, it talks about there's chapters on on practical pleasure, there's chapters on, on the cost of pleasure and pleasure within, you know, your family and, and all that stuff and so I, I would highly recommend it for any Christian. This is not something that needs to be read by someone who's, you know, at any specific point in their walk with sure. Christ. It is something that I think just provides a lot of good perspective on why it's okay for us to find pleasure in worldly things because those worldly things were placed there by a creator who wants us to find joy. And in that joy, we end up learning and seeing more about who God is. So fantastic book. I've been, been loving reading it and, uh, and, you know I finished it and to this day I still go back and look at kind of some of the highlighted stuff especially just to remind myself because yeah. I tend to forget and it's good.
0: And that's Pure Pleasure by Pure
1: Pleasure by Gary Thomas. Gary Thomas. Yep.
0: Nice. Uh I read a lot of books. I also have got a lot of books over like the last year and they have filled up my shelf and I haven't read them. But I if you if you ever come into my office I actually have them in the order that I want to read them next. So Smart. but it's like there's a lot of books over there. There's a lot of books. And like the top shelf, there's those are books, all books that I've read before. Mm. But the, the next shelf, there's some that I've read, but that's, that's the order that I yeah. want to read them. But right now, um, I'm reading Knowing God by J.I. Packer um, in a small group. Uh, but the book that I'm really into right now, it's called Unoffendable by Brant Hansen. And it's basically how christians should be the least offended people in the world and we're not entitled to any of our anger or anything like that and it's the first time that i've ever highlighted a um introduction not an introduction a uh um dedication oh and it it says to all those who want grace for themselves but struggle to extend it to others Mm -hmm. wait that's everybody. Yeah. And it's like oh, yeah. Like that's it right there. I mean, the way that that Brant uh just communicates is is very very good. Have you finished the book yet? I have like one chapter left. Nice. Okay, so you're pretty much all the way through. Yeah. The way that that Brant just communicates is is phenomenal. Um I think a lot of books I think a lot of books you get the general idea in like the first half, and then the the, the second half, it's just, it's it's still practical, but it's not more specific. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, first half of this book is great. Second half is great as well. But you you get the general gist of it in the first half, um, and I mean, as a as a Christian, I feel like this is gonna. I think it makes uh, people mad with <laughs> this book and, but it's good that it makes people mad because it makes people think, um, in the beginning of this, he talks, he says something and it just, it, it got with me It er, it hit me. S- second chapter says this book isn't an autobiography, but it's worth telling you where I'm coming from by my very nature. I am a Pharisee. I'm a rules guy. I'm also naturally very resentful. I was like, wow, if Tyler Cash would have written this book, he would have written that exact same sentence. And uh, he, it, the way that he just communicates things is, is really, really well. He talks about you know, going into not being offended by things. He talks about when he, w- he was a, a youth leader and took some kids to uh, a water park. And he was like, all right, uh, you guys just need to be in pairs of two and you need to be back here by six o'clock. And the other leader that was there who was older than him, much older, he got upset with him for some reason and was kind of like in his face and was cussing at him and all of these things. And and he goes, "Uh, I could have either not been offended and just got rid of that and moved on with my day. He goes, or I could have stewed about it for eight years and let it continue to haunt me and and he goes and i bet you can choose or guess which one i chose and i'm like "Uh, yeah that's that's me and just being able to learn and not be offended by things is phenomenal uh to just kind of let things go and you know he goes in and talks about uh justified anger and the bible and and all of this and it's it's really good i would Highly recommend it. I actually, I guess, on two out of two podcasts, I've recommended a book. But the first one was *The Search for Significance*. The second one is *Unaffordable*. I have a bunch of copies in my office because I want to give those to people, depending on what they're they're going through. And then I'm also reading another book. Um, it's called *Steal Like an Artist*, hmm. and it's all about being creative. And for someone who's in that creative realm, this is something that's kind of important to me. And, uh. It's very short, very small, and it's just got 10 practical things that no one tells you about being creative. Uh, one of the most amazing things uh, that he puts in here is uh, all about books. And he says, I'm trying to find it because it's, it's really good.
1: One of the best quotes I've, I've heard um, was from a, a writer who actually does a lot of like game development writing and and I follow him on, on a lot of like social media and YouTube and stuff and um, he's got a lot of good videos and he, he said uh, <laughs> you're only as good of a storyteller as the obscurity of the references you steal and that's always stuck with me and just you know trying to search for things that are obscure so that I can then steal them for storytelling purposes creative purposes so yeah i I love that sort of thing yeah
0: i mean so this last year i i've got the opportunity to preach at youth a couple times and i found this practical example of something on tiktok and i was like oh this resonates this works i was like i'm totally gonna steal this and use this and i did and and it 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 worked really really well it's r&r rip off and reuse um, but the quote in here is all about books and in the library and stuff. And it says, collect books, even if you don't plan on reading them right away, nothing is more important than an unread library. Mm. And uh, I mean, that just resonates with me because it's like, oh, you know, I might be interested in that, but I might be interested in, that in 10 years. So is that really going to resonate with me and connect with me in 10 years? And then the other thing that he he talks about is uh, before you ask a question to someone, google everything and research everything because if you don't find your answer then then you're not asking the right question so if you're going to google everything and you're going to research everything before you go to ask the question it's going to lead you to ask a better question a better question That's yeah good. That's really so good.
1: yeah i love that i love that book thing too my one of my professors in college used to always say he said your your book room should have more total value than your vehicle he said, wow. if your books are worth more than your car, you're doing it right. I was like, well, at the time I was like, nailed it because I didn't have very many books, but I drove a crappy car. <laughs> and so I was like, not a high bar, but definitely something I've always kept in mind and
0: in, in the importance of books. Yeah, it's sure. smart. What are you reading for fun? I know what you're reading for fun because you know I'm, I'm reading. For I'm fun. reading the same book. Yeah, for fun. I,
1: you know, I, I'm a, a sucker for uh, fantasy and science fiction books. So we're uh, Tyler, myself, and uh, Pastor Darius here on staff are all reading through the Heir to the Empire trilogy, which is actually a, a expanded universe Legends Star Wars series written back in the, I believe, the 90s. Yeah. Um. About, uh, just you know, kind of the what happens after the the movies, you know, Return of the Jedi and stuff. So I, I'm a huge Star Wars guy. Uh, all of us here are for the most part. And so we're reading through that together. And it's, it's one of my favorite. I've read it before as a kid. I just sucked those books back as a kid. I would read hmm. one of those books in like a day, day and a half and just go through them like crazy. So that's what I'm reading now. I'm also uh, on the cusp of either starting the uh, Aragon series again. Are you going to go see the movies? Uh, <laughs> no. But starting the Aragon series again, or uh, potentially checking out um, another series called um, "The Immortal Tales of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel," and it's the Alchemist, the Magician, the
0: Sorceress. There's a, a collection of seven books. They're Red H- Harry Potter. Nicholas Flamel was in Harry Potter, wasn't
1: well, he? Well, yes. Yeah. So Nicholas Flamel is referenced in the Philosopher's Stone in Harry Potter. But um, Nicholas Flamel is a you know a, a character that's that encompasses more than just the Harry Potter um space and so there was a series of books written uh about these these kids who who bump into the immortal nicholas Fomel and teach them secrets and uh, magic and all that stuff so it's really cool i read the first three books as a kid and now there's seven and the series is finished and so i bought all of them probably i bought all of them like last year on a whim and haven't started them yet so you need to um, start those i think i need to start those
0: you need to start them after we're done watching the or reading the star wars books yeah
1: for sure Yeah. yeah star wars books first
0: cool well Everyone, thank you for joining us. Yeah, that's all I got.
1: Awesome. We'll be uh, back next time with more quality content and probably more book recommendations. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> Readers are leaders, right? Ooh, ooh. Do you remember that from Readers elementary school? Did you... I was homeschooled. Oh, so... <laughs> no, but I did read a lot. We used to have competitions in language arts in English class nice. about reading, and I was always towards the top. I, I read a lot as a kid and whenever i, I was read grounded time. like i loved tv but whenever i was grounded my parents were like oh well we're taking away tv i was like fine
1: yeah. i got
0: books to read so i yeah, would just no, read for hours and lost. hours and hours i'd get lost in books especially because we didn't have like
1: game consoles or anything until we were a little older and my sister and i actually we could only get one copy of the deathly hallows the last mm. harry potter book and my it technically was my sister's copy, so she was reading it. And while she would read it, she would fall asleep, and I would go sneak into her room, grab it, and read it super late at night. And that's, that's how awesome. I read the Deathly Hallows. It's great.
0: That's funny. Yeah. Did
1: she ever find out? Like, did she ever wake oh, up? Oh yeah. While no, you no. But she like she knew I was, but she couldn't really complain. It's like, what? Well, you're asleep. Yeah. Come on. Fair. What are you gonna be? Jerk about this? So it was. That's how we did it.
0: Cool. All right, everyone. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll uh, we'll be back next week. Everyone.